Hello, I'm Marcus Louth and welcome to the latest edition of the UFO Insight podcast, where we examine all things UFOs and aliens, conspiracies and mysteries, and all aspects of the paranormal. Okay, today we'll examine quite possibly some of the most bizarre and at times divisive claims in UFO circles, those of the reptilians. Is there, for example, a race of shape-shifting reptilian extraterrestrials that secretly control humanity from the shadows? Or are these seemingly curious creatures indigenous to Earth and reside deep below the ground in undiscovered and unexplored cave systems? Needless to say, many people, even in the UFO community, reject such claims as nonsense. However, such claims are indeed intriguing, and certainly worthy of our time here. Perhaps we should start by going over the basics of just what the reptilian conspiracy is. Ultimately, and while there are branch offs to the basic framework, the general premise of reptilian entities is that they are an ancient race of shape-shifting entities that have, over the centuries, assumed positions of power in most industries and secretly control humanity without their knowledge. Perhaps more than any other researcher, David Icke has been one of the loudest voices regarding such a reptilian conspiracy, certainly in relatively recent times. According to Ike, this bloodline has continued throughout the ages for thousands of years, and furthermore, whether by possession of vessels or by shapeshifting into human form, they have remained in positions of power right into modern times. Ike would find, according to his research, there are ancient legends and accounts of gods from another world who interbred with humanity to create a hybrid network of bloodlines. And what's more, these legends and accounts are all over the planet. Ike claimed he had traced this bloodline back through the nobility and influential families of the modern world in Europe, the Americas and more. And he hadn't done this for several decades or even generations, but managed to go all the way back to antiquity in ancient Sumer. Further, according to Ike's research, these bloodlines eventually spread throughout the Middle East, into Africa and into Europe. When these bloodlines became the royal houses and other leading figures, they would spread their influence further with various colonial missions, including the pilgrims to the North American continent, as well as the British region as far as Australia. With these colonial missions, the spread of reptilian influence stretched further. The United States is perhaps a particularly interesting location to examine, especially when we consider the Masonic connection to the founding of the United States, a connection that Ike also insists, in turn, has reptilian connections. Of course, we should stress that many people reject Ike's theories as nothing but fantasy. He isn't, though, the only researcher to have at least made suggestions of a reptilian race existing on Earth at some point. Back in January 1934, the Los Angeles Times ran a story about the discovery of a city under the ground that was once home to lizard people. Warren Schufeld had made the discovery, and what's more, he had mapped out the entire area using X-ray instruments. Schufeld claimed that once inside the underground city, he would discover ancient golden tablets that contained information about the origins of the human race on Earth. He said that he had been made aware of the underground city following a conversation with a Hopi chief in Arizona. According to the story, a reptilian race, who were far more technologically advanced than we are today, had built the underground city thousands of years ago in order to escape a disaster that burnt their cities to the ground. 
As well as using the underground sanctuary to save survivors of their race, they also stored their most important records there. Incidentally, despite having initially granted permission for Schufeld to conduct his search, Los Angeles governors suddenly withdrew their consent and shut the search down indefinitely shortly after the story appeared in the Los Angeles newspaper. One more point of interest are the claims made by respected psychic Edith Eldon Robinson, who in December 1933 stated in the newspaper American Society for Psychic Research that she too was aware of an underground base under the City of Angels. In part, she claimed, a vast city lay under Los Angeles, with massive tunnels that stretched right out to the coast. They had been constructed by a vanished race, who had needed protection from the air and access to the sea. Following the discovery in Los Angeles, many sightings of strange reptilian entities have surfaced. Dating back to the early 1960s, the Honey Island Swamp has been home to Louisiana Wookiee. What is interesting about this particular area, and indeed what might make such sightings be more credible than we first think, is that this area of the United States is one of the largest regions that has managed to resist the encroachment of the modern world. In 1974, Harlan Ford and Billy Mills would discover several boars with their throats ripped completely out. There were also several strange clawed webbed footprints near the scene. Those that have witnessed the creature up close state that its eyes are particularly reptilian-like and glow red. There is also suggestions that the strange creature of the bayou has a large crocodile-like tail. While there is little debate that something strange genuinely does exist in this part of the United States, there appears to be discrepancy as to whether the humanoid entity is indeed reptilian or something more akin to a Bigfoot creature. Another potential reptilian-type creature would terrorise two police officers within a fortnight of each other. The officers involved would face months of ridicule for their report. Perhaps that is why the creature commands the rather lacklustre name of the Loveland Frogman. The first incident occurred just after midnight on March 3, 1972 in Loveland, Ohio. Officer Ray Shockey was on patrol when he would pull his car over to investigate what he believed to be a dog on the roadside. Even before he could leave his vehicle, however, the creature jumped to his feet and leaped over the side barrier. Investigation would later reveal scrape marks on the embankment where the creature had leaped. Two weeks later, on March 17th, Officer Mark Matthews would witness the same creature in extremely similar circumstances. There are even sightings that appear to connect to the equally mysterious Men in Black. Perhaps one of the most interesting incidents regarding reptilian entities occurred in 1980 in São Paulo, Brazil. There are no details of any kind of prior UFO sighting. The witness, though, was aware of three men in dark suits following them, and this went on for several weeks before the night of the encounter. This particular evening, a dark car arrived at his house. Three men would place him in the car, and they would make their way to a remote area. It would come to a stop under a large hovering disc-like object. The men opened the doors of the car and stepped out of the vehicle, taking the young man with them. They would walk a little way from the vehicle and then into a strange beam of light, which came from the underside of the hovering craft. Within an instant, all of them were inside the craft, only the abductee was now strapped to a chair in the middle of the room. The three men would then shed their skin, their clothes falling away as if they had been nothing but rags. Within seconds, they were tall reptilian humanoids with heart-shaped heads. They also had green scaly skin and a piercing stare from glowing eyes. 
Perhaps even more disturbing was the human corpses hanging by their feet in a nearby room. He could only see inside for a brief moment, but it was a sight he would not forget. The next thing he knew, he was standing outside his home as if nothing had even happened. Without a doubt, one of the strangest and perhaps controversial claims of interaction with reptilian aliens is that of Jim Sparks. Before his encounters with the power reptilian aliens, Sparks claimed to have been abducted several years previously. One evening in 1988, at around 3.30am, he suddenly found himself awake without knowing what had brought him out of sleep. He could hear a low-pitched sound that almost appeared to be coming from inside his head. The next thing he noticed was more alarming. He was completely paralysed. No matter which arm or leg he tried to shift, he simply couldn't move. As he continued helplessly against his disturbing grip, he felt a sudden sensation as if he was being pulled downwards. At that point, he blacked out. Several years later, in May 1995, he experienced the same type of encounter. Only this time, after waking from blacking out, he found himself high above an abandoned amusement park. He claimed that he was around a thousand feet above the ground and was descending calmly. However, when he finally landed on the ground, he noticed that he was surrounded by several reptilian-type humanoid creatures, each around seven feet tall. Even more alarming, one of the reptilians, the one closest to him, had some kind of hologram human face that had clearly been superimposed. Then, the telepathic communication began. He began to receive telepathic messages from these creatures, all of which came through the one with the hologram-type face. He would receive the revelation that their reptilian civilization had not only been on Earth for a long time, but that government leaders were fully aware of their presence. In fact, they were in constant contact with them. It was because of this contact that agreements had been reached and that the reptilian presence remained a secret. Part of this agreement, however, was that the government leaders would improve the environment with alien technology that had been gifted to them. Ultimately, they have failed to do so. A solution was attempted again, but no successful action was taken. From there, the revelations came thick and fast, with each of them being even more unsettling than the last one. Not only was much of the water of the earth contaminated, which subsequently affected plant life and wildlife, but several significant breaks had formed in the human food chain due to nuclear and biological contamination. These reptilian entities then went on to say the planet would become overpopulated which could, in theory, lead to the end of humanity. Following these truly disturbing details, these reptilian entities then went on to offer alternative ways to obtain energy as well as for food production. He was further told that while certain members of the government are very much aware of this technology and the potential of it, they also saw such clean energy and abundant food as a significant security threat, which is perhaps revealing in itself. They would lastly state that he would be contacted in the future so they could share further information with him. What should we make to the claims of Jim Sparks? On one level, much of what he described resonates with other encounters with similar entities, perhaps not least their appearance. On the other hand, the claims are, quite simply, outlandish. There are certainly plenty of sightings in our contemporary era. One of the strangest of these occurred in Austria in 2011. Referred to only as Gregor in the report, the investigator of such cave systems was in the caves of an old salt mine in the north of the country. While removing chippings from the cave walls for later study, at a depth of just over 150 feet below the ground, he suddenly became aware of strange voices close by. 
The sudden noise brought him immediately to a stop. He listened, daring not to even breathe in case he missed where the voices might be coming from. After several moments, the voices appeared to be either out of his hearing range or they had come to a stop. Satisfied with this, Gregor decided to move on a little through the cave. He would make his way into a small chamber area. As soon as he entered this chamber-like room, a smell like something rotting hit his nostrils. A second or so later, while still recovering from the urgent odour, the voices began again, and this time they were much closer. He turned around to leave the chamber. Before he did, however, he would take one last glance behind him. As he did so, he saw a light emerging from the other entrance, and then another. He pulled himself out of sight, but still managed to peer around the corner. In the small chamber were several lizard-like creatures. Each was standing upright as a human would, and each donned a uniform out of which a large tail would trail behind them. The language was unknown to him, although the voices sounded very human-like. He discreetly backed away from the chamber entrance and quickly left the salt mine. In February 2014, three cyclists claimed they spotted a strange lizard-like creature while they cycled through the Sonoran Desert in Arizona. They made the sighting while they were taking a break from riding. They claimed the strange figure walked with an awkward gait, its body covered in green-red scales and its eyes deep black with a bright yellow slit, much like a snake or a reptile's would be. It observed the three men for a moment before suddenly going on its way. Just under a year later, in March 2016, a man claimed to have seen a judge in a full Los Angeles courtroom momentarily change shape into a reptilian and then change back into human form. The unnamed Los Angeles resident was in court for various traffic violations. He made his claim to MUFON and further stated that although there was at least 15 other people in the room, no one appeared to notice the change. He also claims that the judge he witnessed change is no longer contactable despite his best efforts to do so. Without a doubt one of the more disturbing encounters unfolded at the start of the 21st century. Although the dates are not entirely certain, it appears that Angie and the experience that would unfold before her would take place around March 2000. She liked nothing more than walking and exploring the mountains and valleys in and around the Arizona desert. So much so that she would spend almost all of her spare time doing so, as she was this hot afternoon in early 2000. As she roamed around these mountains, she would collect various shiny stones and rocks. This particular day, a shiny object near the edge of a canyon, which proved to be white quartz, had captured her attention. After breaking off her prize, she began her return journey to her car, stopping near a cave entrance to take a small drink of water. As she was rising to her feet, she noticed a bizarre face in front of her. She jumped and gasped, before gathering herself, annoyed that such a silly mask had scared her so much. Then she realised the face was not a mask at all, but that of a lizard on a human body. The next thing she heard was the sound of her own screams before just blackness. She would awaken in her car, and more bizarrely, she was driving the car and had to gather herself once this realisation came to her. When she arrived home, she showered for several hours, feeling a need to scrub herself clean, although she couldn't understand why. Over the next several days, she would become increasingly withdrawn. She would not leave her apartment, nor allow company of any kind. Even her meals, the ones she made, often went mostly uneaten. 
she would find herself staring at the television screen. Instead of watching whatever show was on, her mind completely scrambled and not at all at ease with itself. When she did return to her job at a local pet store after several days locked away, someone brought a lizard into the shop. Upon seeing it, she felt waves of terror run over her, so much so that she left there and then. Her reaction scared her as much as the reptile did. Knowing something had occurred in the Superstition Mountains, she sought help, and through a mutual friend, she would make contact with a professional hypnotist with experience of hypnotic regression. Through several sessions, she did recall the events following her scream. She awoke to find herself in some kind of inner cavern or base. Strange sounds like barking or chirping filled the air around her. Any attempt she would make to sit up and look around would fail. She was held fast in some kind of jelly-like substance. However, when her apparent captors came closer to her, she could again see their lizard-like faces. Their faces were human but reptile, and their eyes appeared to glow a brilliant yellow. They each adorned a jumpsuit that contained a logo or symbol of a curved dragon with seven-pointed star in the middle. Most of the creatures wore a black outfit, Two others wore a white one, and one, who also had a paler complexion than the others, wore an orange one. Angie believed that the colours were an indication of their rank or position. The paler reptile creature also displayed numerous insignia and symbols on his sleeves. These included inverted triangles and a disc with three straight lines running through it. This creature appeared very much in charge, also standing much taller than the others at around seven feet. At this point, something cold touched Angie's head, and she would go unconscious. She would awake next to find herself in a strange oval room. When Angie turned her attention to what she could see of her surroundings, she faced a sight her mind had no preparation for. From the ceiling, she could see pipes with strange sacks like misshapen balloons hanging from them. When she noticed something moving inside one of these sacks, another surge of terror and disbelief would take hold of her. Whatever was inside was undoubtedly alive. Before she could contemplate this further, she noticed her own nakedness. She was not alone, as the presence of the lizard beings came to her. One of the reptile creatures, itself now without its jumpsuit, made its way towards her. She finally began an attempt to fight off the powerful creature, but within seconds one of the other beings fired a blue light at her, forcing her unconscious once more. Her next memory after that, even under hypnosis, is of waking behind the wheel of a moving car. As for the reasons for this apparent attack, and many others like it, there are many theories and no answers. Although it was published in 1982, a thought experiment by paleontologist Dale Russell from the National Museum of Canada in Ottawa, Ontario is just as valid today, if not more so, considering the many sightings of such strange creatures right into the modern era of the 21st century. And it is perhaps a great place to finish our examination of the apparent reptilian conspiracy. He would speculate what might have happened if one or more of the dinosaurs had survived their apparent extinction and developed like mammals had right up until humanoid beings. Looking at such dinosaurs that would have had a chance to possibly evolve in such a way, Russell and his team would then theorise how their imaginary dinosaur, a Trudon, would develop. Semi-manipulative fingers would eventually evolve into similar hands to those of humans, with fully working thumbs and an ability to grasp and manipulate.
It would very likely be highly intelligent, with a large head to contain its increased brain size. It would not, however, possess mammary glands, and would very likely have nourished its young through regurgitation, similar to birds. Their speech would very likely also have a bird-like quality to it, even similar to a bird's song. What many people would find interesting in Russell's work was how familiar its appearance was to the creatures in accounts of long ago. It would take on new interest more recently, as more and more reports of sightings and encounters with these strange reptilian humanoids emerged, with a sizable portion of those coming from apparent claims of alien abductees. Once more, most of these sightings would feature descriptions that match the imagery of reptilian humanoids. It is certainly something to contemplate, especially in light of what we have been discussing here. As we can see then, the notion of reptilian entities is not quite as far-fetched as we might think, and what's more, there are more reports and claims of encounters with these strange creatures than we also might expect. And while, like the notion of reptilians in general, we should treat these accounts with a cautionary pinch of salt, we should perhaps not be so quick to dismiss them unreservedly. However, if there is to be a serious study into the possibility of the existence of reptilian entities, it needs to separate itself from the wilder unfounded claims that would corrupt such studies. Much like the UFO and alien subject, it is perhaps very much the case that the more we find out just what the possibility of reptilian entities, the more questions will arise and ultimately the murkier waters will become. For now I will simply thank you for joining me and be sure to leave any thoughts in the comments and check out the links for further reading on some of the cases and theories we have been discussing here. Remember to subscribe to our channel and follow us on social media to keep up to date on future podcasts, articles and videos and if there's anything you wish us to discuss in future episodes just get in touch at marcus at ufoinsight.com. Until next time, goodbye and take care. Thank you.